Welcome to the Scap Show. I'm your host, Carter Scappa. And on today's episode, I will be breaking down the two big college football matchups that are happening next week. First up, Alabama and Miami. So, on the Alabama side, they lost quite a few key players, which would include a lot. One of them, quarterback Mac Jones, wide receiver duo Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, running back Najee Harris, corner Patrick Sertan, offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood, center Landon Dickerson, defensive tackle Christian Barmore, offensive guard Deontay Brown, long snapper Thomas Fletcher, linebacker Dylan Moses, tight end Miller Forsdale, and fullback Carl Tucker. Some of the big key players that they've got on their roster is new quarterback Bryce Young, who did not play at all last year. He's a sophomore now, and he was the number one quarterback coming out of high school as mobile and pocket passer. They also have returning senior running back Brian Robinson, who would be starting on many other schools, but he decided to stay and did not declare for the draft last year. And as you know, Alabama, they always have good wide receivers. Wide receiver John Mechie III, Jr., who was very productive last year. He had over 500 yards receiving, over five touchdowns, played really well as the number three receiver, even when Jalen Waddle was out. They have junior wide receiver Slade Bolden, who did not play very much last year. His only touchdown came in the national championship against Ohio State. They've also got junior wide receiver Jamison Williams. And he's a player that we will soon find out much about him. He normally he did not play much last year. And with his style of play, he 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 was very good in, in high school. And it we'll just see what happens. We'll just see what happens against this tough Miami defense. They have quite Quite a few freshmen. They got two true freshman receivers in Agai Hall and Ja'Cory Brooks. And then junior wide receiver Xavier Williams, who will miss the whole who will miss most of the season due to an due to an ankle injury. And now for the tight ends. They have two really good tight ends in Jaleel Billingsley and Major Tennyson. And they were one of the more underrated players last year. Billingsley can block and and catch very well. Tennyson is more of a blocking tight end. He he was kind of quiet last year. wasn't necessarily great, but when he needs to, he'll make an impact when he should. And then on the offensive line, Alabama every year they come out with very good offensive linemen each time and. It's it's just interesting because every year we think Alabama's gonna be could end up being worse, but then they just find all these guys eyes at a that are like five star recruits and they just play at a very high level. And this guy included Evan Neal, junior offensive tackle, who's probably gonna be a top ten pick in the draft next year. He's he's very talented. He's 
probably the best blocker in college football right now. Also at offensive tackle, they got two true freshmen, J.C. Latham and Tommy Brockmeyer. At offensive guard, they got sophomore J.V. and Cohen. And we just know Alabama's offensive line is going to be is going to be very good this year, but the thing that's going to get them on their point is going to be their defense this year. Their defense is lo- is looking much better than the past few years. With senior defensive end LeBron Ray who just gets to just gets to the quarterback and just makes him feel his wrath. And then at nose tackle, they got junior DJ Dale and Dale is D- Dale could potentially be a first round pick as well. He was a he was a very good pass rusher last year. He was he wasn't necessarily a starter, but he rotated when uh, the times when Christian Barmore originally struggled at the beginning of the year. And the other ends, the senior Fidarian Mathis and junior Byron Young are going to fill those new roles, and they're going to have to make a big impact because this is probably few of their last few years and at linebacker they got will anderson who is potentially gonna be probably a top 20 pick in this upcoming draft or maybe next year if he just if he doesn't choose to declare this year he's he's a very good coverage linebacker and then inside linebacker christian harris he's He's clearly going to be a really good player this year. He's he's probably one of the best linebackers in college football. He, he he's very good in coverage, can blitz well, can spy on the quarterback and running back well. And then this player, they got a junior, a transfer from Tennessee, Henry Toto. Is he's going to make an immediate impact? He's replacing Dylan Moses, which. Who who earlier said declared for the draft, and went went under to Jacksonville. We don't need to worry about that. And then the last player, Christopher Allen. Their last outside linebacker. He was he's he's gonna be a junior this year. He makes a bunch. He makes a lot of impacts. And his style of play is gonna be hard and very physical. And this Bama front four is just it's it just looks so much better than last year. It's and the defense is just gonna be is just gonna be so dangerous. But we'll see what happens. And now the defensive backs, they got se- returning senior Josh Job, who could potentially be a first rounder in this draft. And Job is one of those guys that is is a is a cornerback one. He didn't really start very much. If he, in his first year, he didn't start very much because of having Patrick Sertan and Trayvon Diggs. But now that Sertan's not there, and who's now on the Denver Broncos, Job can definitely develop himself a lot more, and make a huge push. And then also they got true freshman. 
Kool-Aid McKinstry, he he just signed an NIL deal with Kool-Aid, so that you'll need that that information you didn't really need to know, but it's all true. And this guy was five-star recruit coming out of high school. He's he was a very talented corner. He he does he just does not make mistakes when he plays. And now it's safety. They got they got one of the best safeties duos with sa- junior strong safety Jordan Battle and sophomore free safety Malachi Moore. They they're one of the best safeties and duos in the league. They've they make a lot of impact when trying to, when if you're trying to go deep on them, it's very hard to go deep. The only person that really had any success going deep on them was just Kyle Pitts, and Pitts is, was on a whole nother level. But these two are gonna will just make your the secondary more dangerous, and it's gonna be hard to get anything deep on them. So Alabama's defense is. Is probably gonna be much better than last year. Depend and their offense will will it'll be interesting because it depends if they can run the football well with Brian Robinson Jr. and it depends how Bryce Young is. That's what we're that's pretty much one of the main focuses that for this game because Bryce Young didn't necessarily play much last year. He didn't start at all. He only came in when. Mac Jones came out when Alabama was winning by at least 50 points in most games. And there he, we will just see what happens with Bryce Young. Bryce Young is going to be Bryce Young will most likely I I could see him having a lot of success. I think he'll be a very very good player in the upcoming future. And now as we turn to Miami, They've had quite a few pass rushers that have that left the draft. Defensive end Jalen Phillips and Gregory Rozu. And then tight end Brevin Jordan, linebacker Quincy Roche. And they don't have a lot of... They, Miami will be an interesting one in this game. They're ranked number 14th with head coach Manny Diaz. They return their quarterback, Derek King... Who, in my mind, is a very successful quarterback. He was—he's very talented, and he—and Miami was winning a lot when he was healthy. But then when he got hurt, and they lost in the Cheez-It Bowl to Oklahoma State, he—he's one of the reasons they did not win that game. And when when King makes when King finds his hits his guys, it'll turn out to be good. But there are certain times. That he either that he will overthrow an open receiver, and he doesn't. And his touch pass is not always on point. He's very mobile. No, there's no doubt about that. Just he, even though he's not very tall, he's just he's very athletic. But he just but his throwing's just not great, which he, that's pretty much what he's got to develop on. And then they have junior running back Cameron Harris, who returns this year. He was he was an in, he's going to be an interesting player because if Miami can run the ball well, they will have a really good chance against Alabama. And cuz you're not going to win you're not going to win against them if if y'all pass and we know that from LSU a few years ago they they won with running the ball with Clyde Edwards-Helaire 
and they mixed in the play action passes as well, and that's how they won that game. And then the other player that Miami has is transfer from Oklahoma wide receiver and senior Charleston Rambo. He he's a very talented wide receiver. When he was at Oklahoma, he was obviously one of the best wide receivers they had. And him and CD Lamb were a really good duo. And Rambo will definitely upgrade upgrade for Miami at wide receiver. The, the next player they have, tight end, junior tight end, Will Mallory. He was he was DR King's favorite target last year. Well, actually Brevin Jordan was. Mallory was the is gonna have to fill in a big role to replace Brevin Jordan, and I I could see him making making an impact. Because I I hope Miami does does succeed this year, and they could I I could see them battling for the ACC championship game. And the next player is a, a potential first-round pick this year in the draft. He's offensive tackle Zion Nelson. He, he's a very good blocker, has very good good footwork. Some of, the, some of his blocking is, is the reason he succeeds. And he's going to have to do a very good job shutting down this Bama D-line. And I could see him definitely doing that. The other player is true freshman Jalen Rivers, who who's gonna fill in a, who's gonna fill in for Miami as well, and he's potentially gonna be a starter. And they're gonna have to definitely block those outside guys. And now they also have interior junior lineman Corey Gaynor, who who necessarily isn't the best, but but when he's needed, he will definitely make an impact. And make sure that every run around him succeeds. And now this brings us to some of the defense. They have two very good safeties in Bubba Bolden Jr. and he makes very he makes very good plays when he's needed. He could potentially, he if anything he could potentially be a a day two day day three pick in this draft, and he'll make a lot of big plays for you. And then James. James William, a true freshman safety as well. He'll make a lot he'll make a lot of interesting he'll make a lot of big plays as well. And some of the plays he makes is on point. He was he was a four star star safety coming out of high school. And he's gonna have to do a very good job. Him and him and Bolden are gonna have to have very good communication. When they play seed, because they're gonna have to make sure these receivers don't beat him deep, because Mechie and Bolden can can make you pay. Also, Billingsley will also could also do it as well. But if I'm gonna give a game prediction, I'm predicting Alabama wins this game, thirty-five to twenty, and I think most of Miami's points could come in almost garbage time, where. Bama, where Bama's up like 35-10 at one point, and then and they just just play prevent defense so they don't get burned deep. And that's all for that game. When we come back, I will go over the next game, Clemson and Georgia, one of the really big matchups. This is the Scap Show. We'll be back in a few moments.
Welcome back to the Scab Show. I'm your host, Carter Scabba, and I am breaking down the college football matchups for this Saturday. The next one I am on is Georgia versus Clemson. Some of the Georgia key losses losses to the draft was edge rusher Aziz Ojolari and their starting corners, Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell, linebacker Monty Rice, Offensive lineman Ben Cleveland, tight end Trey McKitty, and safeties Richard LeCaute and Mark Webb, along with center Trey Hill. And now, the, the players Georgia gets back, they get a lot, Georgia gets a lot of players back this year. They're not necessarily underrated. Georgia does get a little overhyped every year, and some of the players they have are are good they're just they're a big running team and they're an old they're like an old school in your face smash mouth football and they always have a good defense and their defense is going to look really good this year but it depends if they can do it in this matchup their quarterback is jt daniels who was a transfer from usc last year after he he came in during the middle of the year when five-star quarterback dewan mathis was absolutely terrible, and quarterback Stetson Bennett went down with injury, and Daniels was able to hold on to that spot. The running backs, Georgia always has good running backs. When you think one running back is not going to be as good, they just have another good one with running back Zamir White. White is, White had over 100 rushing yards in the Peach Bowl against Cincinnati. And all the other backs they have, Kendall Milton, sophomore, junior running back, Kenny McIntosh, and senior running back, James Cook. They're, they're going to make you pay. When you think one of them's out because they're not doing well, they're just bringing another one in so the other one can rest. And they have like a four-headed Hydra monster with their style at running back. And with wide receivers, the wide receivers are not great, but one of them really is wide receiver George Pickens who deal who has dealt with a lot of injuries lately and that's been the biggest fat that's been the biggest problem for him he's he could if anything he could be a potential first round pick the only thing that could scare teams will just be his in his injuries is is that's all it is he's a very talented receiver he's clearly the best one they've had he was the MVP of the Sugar Bowl a while back against Baylor and the other players they got white junior wide receiver Kiaris Jackson sophomore wide receiver Dominic Blaylock and all uh, and sophomore wide receiver Jermaine Burton and then a true sophomore they got is transfer from LSU wide receiver and tight end Eric Gilbert They've also got a good, a very good O line, and in offensive tackle, Broderick Jones, offensive guard Chad Lindbergh, and they got two good offensive tackles: sophomore Warren McClendon, and then true freshman offensive tackle, Amarius Mims, and then the defense is is gonna be absolutely dangerous this year. The only bad news for Georgia is is tight end Darnell Washington is out for the year and safe and safety transfer from West Virginia to 
Tyreek Smith, who is who who is gone for the year, will 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 miss the the season, but they'll still have plenty of plenty of safeties that'll that will fill in those roles. And now for the line, they have two very talented edge rushers in Adam Anderson and Nolan Smith. They're they they make a lot they make the quarterback feel them and all they do is get all they do is get to the quarterback. That's all it is. That's all they will do and they'll just and when I I'm gonna talk about these two guys. Defensive tackle Jordan Davis, senior, returning senior this year, he's he makes he's gonna be a first rounder, even though he might not be projected. I have a feeling he's clearly one of the best defense tackles in college football, and he'll just he'll just bulldoze every anybody that comes near him. And then with this other guy, Jalen Carter, the sophomore this year. He was he was kind of quiet last year a bit, but that was because they normally they they had Azizo Jalari who normally stepped in and and they had plenty of other guys as well, and now we get to Georgia's secondary. They got very good. They got linebacker Xavier Sori Jr., a true freshman who will be stepping into a big role at linebacker with Monty Rice playing on the Titans now. And cornerback, a transfer from Clemson, Darian Kendrick, who originally got kicked off the team. And he made a tough decision to transfer. And when he chose Georgia, that that gave a lot of people thought that Georgia was going to be a really big threat this year. And I could see Georgia definitely definitely have a chance at this game. If they can it depends how if they if Georgia runs the ball really well and they just run it down Clemson's throat, then they will clearly win this game. And if and it depends how JT Daniels looks. If Daniels makes good decisions and doesn't turn the ball over, his performance wasn't great against Cincinnati where he took a lot of sacks and tried to run a lot. But since Cincinnati's and they their kicker kinda won them the game with that fifty fifty three yard field goal. And but the question will be: Is it going to be enough to beat Clemson? And now we go over to the Clemson Tigers. Their only key losses, and these are really big, significant losses, is quarterback Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in this year's draft, running back Travis Etienne, who's injured and gone for the year, offensive guard Jackson Carmen, and wide receivers Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell, and tight end slash fullback J.C. Chalk. And the player that's that's filling in the shoes of Lawrence is sophomore wide is sophomore quarterback DJ Uyangalale. It's a very fun name to say, for a fact, and very hard in certain ways. He played in two games last year, one against Boston College, which they made a big comeback and won, and then the other against Notre Dame, which they lost in overtime. And a lot of and Clemson could have won that game, but a ton of injuries hurt their defense a lot, and with Lawrence being out, it. It just, it had a lot of pressure on Uyunglele, and I think he he can definitely fill in the shoes of Lawrence. Well, I don't think he'll be as good, but when he came out of high school, he was the number one pocket passer quarterback. The number one. And then also, filling the shoes of Travis Etienne is an interesting one. 
because running back Lin J. Dixon senior this year, that's I'm not sh- I'm wondering how he's gonna be, because ETN was a whole was was on a whole nother level and he just right when ETN came in there as a true freshman he ended up starting every starting starting right away and just won that spot so quickly. And now Lin J. Dixon is gonna have to fill in that role because Dixon didn't really play very much last year. He didn't get the ball very much because ETN was. ETN got the ball all the time. And this and in this game, I want to see what Dixon does. I, I, I could see Dixon definitely stepping in there and making a huge impact. And next at the wide receivers, we got returning junior Justin Ross, who missed all last year with a neck injury. And many of you thought maybe he wouldn't be able to play football ever again, which it's very good for him that he that he came back. It's and then next are Wide receivers who are going to replace Cornell Powell and Amari Rogers, Frank Ladson Jr., and Joseph Nagata. They're going to fill. They're going to fill those roles, and I. What I want to see is how they how they look, because I don't know very much about them, but the, but apparently they're getting a lot of buzz. They've gotten a lot of buzz lately on how they looked during during Clemson's practice, along with during their spring game. The other players that will be interesting will be wide receiver Alja Alja, who's a sophomore, and the other two sophomore wide receivers, Brennan Spector and EJ Williams. The tight ends for Clemson will be the big one because Braden Galloway is, is a very good tight end. and he, he returned this year just for his team. And then the other tight end they got, Davis Allen, who could be starting on probably quite a lot of other schools will be that number two tight end and he's gonna be he's gonna fill make a big impact in there because they're gonna have two talented tight ends and even if one goes down the other one's gonna gonna be right there and will and will make it still very hard for the defense and now they're all lying they they lost Jackson Carmen last year they get quite of them back and they have they do have Junior offensive offensive tackle Jordan McFadden, who who is very good, and he will make that Georgia D line pay, because Clemson's O line has not looked as good. But now the part we get to is the defense. Clemson's defense has not been necessarily great the past few years. They they got absolutely destroyed by Ohio State. And they just could not, they, their defense just could not stop the passing of Justin Fields and the running of Trey Sermon. Sermon just ran it down their throat. And even a lot of these other players, Ohio State had a lot of no names. They had Jeremy Ruckert, who had his first touchdown against them. Along with other wide receivers, they had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. And this, and Clemson's defense really got to the step of their game. Because Stevens have been Miles Murphy, who's a sophomore this year. He's he was a freshman last year. That he, I think he'll get much better. Because now he's gonna end up getting, because he's had a year to develop. And on the D tackles, they Clemson's ha, Clemson has a very good defensive tackle lineup in Brian Brees and Tyler Davis. They they were very good at getting at the quarterback. I know this D-line will not be as good as that old one when it was Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant, Christian Wilkins, and 
so forth. The other defensive ends they got are seniors K.J. Henry and Xavier Thomas. Xavier Thomas could have declared for the draft last year, and he would have been around three or four pick, which he chose not to and decided to come back. Xavier Thomas would have made a big impact if he if he if he did not choose to return because who knows what Clemson would look like if that happened. And now we get to the linebackers. Balen Spector, who's who's a graduate returning senior this year, and then their their leader on the defense, James Skalski, who's a graduate return senior this year. And the problem for Clemson is when they don't have Skalski, they don't play well. Because when he was ejected in those two games against Ohio State and LSU in the national championship game, that's when that's when Clemson's defense started going downhill. And when they lost to Notre Dame also last year, he did not play in that game because of an injury. So when he's not there, he really changes the he the defense really changes. And then another linebacker they got Trenton Simpson, the soft sophomore this year, and then also true freshman Jeremiah Trotter, who's the son of former NFL player Jeremiah Trotter, is going to make is going to absolutely is is gonna have to fill in maybe a spot because I he's gonna have to fill in for Mike Jones Jr. Who, tra- who just transferred to LSU. And now the DBs, Andrew Booth. It was Andrew Booth and Darian Kendrick last year, and now Kendrick is over with Georgia now. Booth is going to have to absolutely play well as the number one corner. Because Clemson's corners got absolutely crushed multiple times. And then the other player they got is free safety Nolan Turner, who's a graduate returning. Returning, and he's gonna. And he's one of those players that's. That did not play at that did not play in the national championship game. And he had to sit out multiple times. Clemson's defense is gonna have to really improve. I think they definitely can this year. I think their defense will be much better than last year. It depends how Brenton Venable's style is going to work. Because his style is kind of... It's almost kind of old a bit, the way it looks in some ways. Because he's really struggled a lot. At Clemson's... De- no, no, nothing wrong with Clemson's defense. There's still a good defense. It's just, it just isn't necessarily... It just hasn't been great lately. Clemson's defense will... The way they're going to win this game is they're going to have to get to JT Daniels and they're going to have to stop Georgia's running. Because if you can stop Georgia's running on the ground, then almost no doubt you probably will win the game. Because Georgia does not want to be one-dimensional. They want to be two-dimensional. They want to be able to run and then set the play-action pass and not put so much pressure on their quarterback. That's exactly what they did when they had Jake Fromm and Nick Chubb. Because when Nick Chubb ran the ball so well, and Jake Fromm, all he needed to do was throw short passes to Mecole Hardman underneath, and they would score pretty easily. The question now is, is Clemson's defense going, are they going to play?
play as physical as they as as the past few few years, because their defense that's that's one of their big goals as a defense. They love it when it's very physical. And even when I, earlier when I mentioned their that front four, their linebackers in the past few years were really good, and they just love they they just put so much pressure on the opposing offense. And and this and now and as we go back to the offensive side with Clemson, if Cle- Clemson's offense has, we we're wondering how they're going to look this year. Because the question is, how good is Lynn J. Dixon as a running back, and these new wide receivers stepping in? And who knows how John, Justin Ross is going to be? Justin Ross is very fast, but people change when they come back from injuries. We saw that with many with many players before. And it depends if they can if they can do anything to this Georgia defense. And Georgia always has a good defense every year, without a doubt. And now for my predictions in this game. I could see Clemson winning it 27-17. Cause I think Clemson's defense, I think it'll be a tough defensive battle. It'll at some point the score will be around ten to six at one point. Which I think Clemson will be winning, and then, then I think, then I, I just think Georgia's defense is gonna is just gonna get fatigued, and Clemson will take advantage of it. When Georgia's when Georgia's offense just starts struggling, and Clemson can shut down the run, and Daniels has to throw the ball a lot, and that's exactly what Georgia does not what Kirby Smart does not want JT Daniels to do. Dabo Sweeney's gonna want it's gonna want that to happen, and then his offense can just get out there. And just either run it down the th- run it down Georgia or throw it all over the place, and just make them make them spread out in the field. That's how you'll beat Georgia. When you make when you get that ball out quickly, they just they just can't get to you as fast. They're Georgia's known just for be- for just being big and tough and physical, and they're just mm, all like that. And we will see what happens when the game happens on Saturday. They are. They're the later games. Alabama and Miami play at three thirty Eastern Time. Georgia and Clemson are around seven, and I will I will be watching those games. Well, actually, probably not, but we'll see. All right. Thank you for listening. This is the Scab Show, and I will see you guys at some point soon. Peace. Thank you for listening as well. Bye-bye.